Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the Private Security Professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective Executive Protection Agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here with Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. We've got Edgeworth Security here. I've got Ken Young and Chad Brockway here with me. And I'm excited because we're going to bring some new technology uh, to you guys and to the game that I, I don't think a lot of you have seen before. How you gentlemen doing tonight? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. It's an honor having you here. Uh, one of the reasons I brought you on the show was because I think everybody, I think a lot of people in the security industry that are kind of uh, at the tip of the spear or trying to keep up with the game are starting to realize that so much of what we do is becoming more and more technical. Um, There's just the digital realm is like another layer of reality that we need to be efficient, effective protectors within, in my opinion. And um, that's kind of some of the stuff that I've been hearing out there around, you know, out there, you know, we're on the street. So um, we had a meeting a month or so ago. You guys were showing me some really, really useful things you guys could do. So I was really excited to bring you guys on here. Um, so once again, thanks for your time and attention, yeah. gentlemen, for sure. Of course. Uh, so with no further ado, why don't you go ahead and break out, you know, some background info for us, uh, Ken and, and Chad, just so everyone can get their orientation. Yeah. So I spent, uh, just over 21 years in the Marine Corps and, uh, you know, I went in right after high school and I went in with the intentions of kind of doing it until it wasn't fun anymore, until the bad days outnumbered the good. And, you know, I literally made it to about 21 years and, and four months before it just wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore. And, uh, you know, we got back from a successful deployment. We did the evacuation out of Yemen with weapons company 27 and had a great deployment with those guys. In fact, uh, some of the guys from that deployment now work in my company on protection details for me. Um, great time there. But, you know, you get back and you, you bring the infantry Marines out of the fight and you put them back in garrison and they start to get themselves in trouble a little bit. You, got, you, you know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> so I, I felt more like a babysitter than a senior enlisted Marine. And, and I knew it was time to get out. And uh, yeah. I submitted my my resignation in less than 20 days. I was I was gone. And I even... You know, I, I remember when these the senior Marines, the sergeant majors all come and talk to you and say, you know, if, if you don't want to be a Marine anymore, then you just let us know. And and, we'll, and, and so I took advantage. I took I took full advantage of that. I did, I did my time. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I, I called them on it and I and I held them to their word. Good to and, go. Uh, you know, may have talked my way out of steps and taps and showed, <laughs> showed them that I had a plan and and I uh, got got out and got right into my next career, which obviously is the private security sector. Awesome. You know, along the way, I met some great people like Chad Brockway, who's with us today. Uh, he yeah. spent some time serving with me as well. So, awesome, man. 
that's good to go. Uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Like I said, it's, it's an honor to be able to share time with, with you, man. You did quite a bit, you know, out of four, you know, <laughs> hey, four and then my path took a hard right. Like 97% <laughs> of the country. So, uh, uh, or whatever the percentage of people who don't serve. So there you go. Outstanding. And then when you got into the private sector, did you jump right into this or did you do some other stuff in no, there? Honestly, I, I, I spent about three and a half months with Gavin DeBecker. And, okay. you know, honestly, I, I hear a lot of folks who either never worked for or worked for and didn't have a, maybe a good experience, um, you know, have their opinions of what that was like. And, right. you know, I got to tell you, I, to this yeah. day, maintain a, a great relationship with them. And, and mm-hmm. I still send my protectors through their training. So that tells you what I think awesome. of them. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a really great experience. I mean, I know, you're probably thinking, you know, how could it be such a great experience in three and a half months? But the amount of opportunities that they put in front of me in that short period of time uh, really set me up for the success that that I'm having even to this day. So, you know, wow. I, on the other hand, I, I have to give them credit for uh, the development that they gave me in the private security sector. And I, and I enjoyed that time with them. I just knew that, um, you know, I just had one of those moments one day where I just thought, like, I want to do this for myself and I want to start my own company. And I also want to try to take the private security uh, in a different direction, which, you know, we explained some of the things we do and I'm, you know, happy to talk about it tonight on how we've, you know, kind of taken a couple turns and and sort of guided it in a different direction. Oh man. No, that's awesome. I, um, it's really, honestly, man, it's refreshing to hear something good about, about Gavin, you know, because everyone's always like, well, I kind of honestly, I, I kind of look at him almost like the, like the Marine Corps of the private security industry. Like, you got the strictest rules, and you're gonna do it their way. I don't know. I've never been in there, so I don't know. But I kind of that's kind of how I think of them because you know they got the rules and they got the discipline, and you're just gonna do it their way, or you're just not gonna be around. Is my perception, you know? Um, yeah, but but in defense, in defense to that though, a solid you know, shot. yeah, I, I listened to a lot of. I mean, I've listened. I probably listened to almost every episode that you've done, and. When you're Thank a you. boutique niche sort of security firm, like I was listening to one with Elijah mm-hmm. Shaw, yeah. obviously guys like you and Elijah, you could be really selective and you could, you can handpick five guys for a certain mission exactly. as can I, right? Yeah. And, and the reason why uh, folks say that is because think about when you talk about how hard it is to find really great people. I mean, they're one of the largest private security firms in the country and have right. some of the top celebrity a-list talent as clients right and they're doing the best they can to serve those clients if they mm-hmm. didn't have those rules you could imagine what a free-for-all the it would be and the headaches <laughs> and they do yeah. i mean honestly man like given given credit where it's due i mean they do an amazing right. job of getting everybody to a level that mm-hmm. is impressive to their their clientele i mean right. and they do it in a very short period of time yeah, that's awesome, man. No, yeah, like I said, it's it's refreshing kind of to hear that perspective. And I think certain types of people recognize it. You know, got people maybe guys that like appreciate kind of more our kind of guys, like Marine Corps structure, like they kind of rec- first sergeant would recognize it, you know. Um, but uh, no, that's good to go, man. That's I'm glad to hear that. That's what's up. Yeah. So, Chad, how you doing, brother? What what's uh, where'd you come from? Hey, man. Yeah, doing well. Thanks. Yeah, so just kind of, uh, you know, completing the trio here. So I, I also did my time uh, in the Marine Heck Corps. Yeah. I uh, followed my older brother into it. I was I was military police by MOS, but uh, I actually served underneath Ken 
uh, for, okay. you know, my first couple of years in the Marine Corps, we, we served uh, as a part of a White House detail at, at the Marine One Helicopter Squadron. Uh, unlike Ken, uh, I did my five and out. Uh, when, when I left there, I, I had just a great opportunity. I went over to the Department of Defense for a couple of years. I, I was able to engage in kind of open source and human intelligence collection, uh, how that information is collected, how it's brought in and processed, and then how it gets put out to you know, law enforcement across the nation so that they can utilize it. Um, after that opportunity, I transferred over uh, to the FBI, uh, was part of the FBI Cyber Division, and they're you know continuing to grow on that open source intelligence kind of uh, authority collection dissemination processing of just large large amounts of data, and you know how do you go through just vast amounts of information very quickly and accurately, and then turn that into results that can then be used as a part of like an FBI investigation. So you have to be very thorough, very quick, and very accurate as to how you do that and then what you pull out on the back end. Um, you know, when I left the Marines, I actually hadn't really talked to Ken. We were friends on Facebook and, you know, we kind of went our own ways. And then, you know, about three years ago, we just by coincidence kind of ran into each other. And, and he was kind of like, what are you doing? And here's what I'm doing. And, you know, I kind of told him I'd, I'd already left the FBI and I transferred over to do kind of exactly what I was doing on that side, but more in the commercial industry, utilizing open source intelligence tools, uh, but more in kind of the, the private and commercial sector as opposed to the federal government. And uh, awesome. kind of once we started talking about it, Ken was like, man, you know what, we're doing this. How do, how do we take everything that, you know, you've been a part of, you've learned and built in the federal government and on the commercial side so far, and how do we bring that to the national stage? How do we turn that into a service that everybody in the world has access to and, and has the capability to use it? So we, we went through that process and, and we stood up our intelligence services business line uh, just a little bit over three years ago, and, and we've been killing it. We've been doing really well. Man, that's awesome. That's intriguing. It's yeah. it's so cool to me how like, you know, like, I don't know, like when I got out of the Marine Corps, I remember think, visualizing kind of like my whole platoon scattered, you know, and then like guys started tapping out and like suicides and things start happening. And it's like, I still felt like, oh man, my guys are like out there. And like, it's, it's they haven't figured out how to like survive some of them and guys are, you know, things are happening and it's like, we're still at war. You know, that's kind of how I felt in my heart once that those things started happening. And then, uh, so it's always just really cool to hear that you guys got out and then like you rallied back up and now you're just crushing it. You know, that's, it's <laughs> yeah. like you hit that rally point and like, now you're just, you're getting after it together, man. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, you know, the greatest thing is like in the, yeah. in the Marine Corps, when they send you to, you know, weapons company two seven or second LAR or whatever it is, you know, right. you show up and you get what they give you. And the greatest right. thing about getting out and starting your own company is, you know, you start reaching out to all those folks and you look at, you know, obviously it's not a large percentage because we're a pretty big company at this point, but yeah. you know, all of them, I'd say 90% of my protection details are filled with guys who worked for me in some capacity. The That's director so cool. of my command center in Pittsburgh was my boss in the Marine Corps when I got to PMO for the first time. Man. And then everybody in between. So it's like you get to handpick all the people who, you know, meant something to you along the way and, and give them those opportunities. So, man, that's huge. That's a blessing like that. Being able to yeah. just yeah. to be able to provide that, you know, and be able to have that stuff happen by the grace of God. That's just I don't know. It's a, that's one of the best feelings in the world. In yeah, it's pretty good you know, to the brothers. 
That's cool. Awesome. So then you kind of talked about it a little bit, Chad, about how, you know, the, I think you called it the more digital or open source intelligence product line came into, into being, you know, yeah. just how, you know, the question is really just how did you guys get into this more, um, the technology, the tech technology based side of the house, you know, what pushed you in that direction? Was it just your background or? No, it was uh, actually, it was more of a challenge from Ken. So, you okay. know, when, when Ken and I started talking about this, he's like, listen, there, I know there are other companies out here yeah. that are doing similar stuff. Right. Show me what's going to make us different and show me how we can service the industry in a way that isn't being done before. And, yeah. and so that's what, you know, we sat down and, you know, he gave me a couple, no, not going to work, go away and come back when, when you get it right. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we over. did. And I, I, yeah. yeah, we just, you know, I just applied, you know, lessons learned from the past and industry best practices. And, you know, we, we came back with a service that, okay. you know, what makes us different, right? So we, right. we utilize a suite of intelligence tools that goes out and it helps us in our collection. It does kind of like the large net collection across your entire open source internet. So that's, you know, the okay. World Wide Web as the general public knows it, right? right? And then also gives us certain penetrations into like dark web environments and stuff like that. And to Ken's challenge of what's going to make us different, mm -hmm. we also have a very strong analytical team. We have a team of analysts that process every single piece of information that comes into our tools, as well as they're going out on their own and conducting analytical collection, you know, from a human mindset instead of a tool. And, right. you know, one thing I love to tell customers and, you know, most of them don't understand or grasp what the meaning of this is, but mm -hmm. every single piece of intelligence that's brought into our intelligence tools gets looked at by human eyes. That means yeah. we don't need anything to let the, you know, the system decide what's relevant. The algorithm. Yeah, that, that's right, man. <laughs> and because, you know, the, the tools can only do so well in finding, identifying information, you know, working mm -hmm. with slang and, you know, names and, and jargon and all that kind of stuff that comes into play. Where And that's where our analysts engage. And, you know, they're able to, when you're working across different tools that don't necessarily work together, but work independently, and they all have their strong suits all that data comes in, my analysts are able to piece together these pieces of information from all over the world, right? You're, you're talking millions of users worldwide posting billions of pieces of content every day. And we've got to go through that and we've got to go through it very fast. And we have to be able to bring that in, process it into you know, what we call actionable information. Mm -hmm. If we're bringing in data and it's just cool, but it doesn't really allow our customers to make decisions, then right. it's useless to them, right? So everything we bring in is, enables our customers to make more informed decisions. And it's not just like, you know, again, one of the things Ken said, what makes us different is we don't just send a, a link with a screen grab and say, oh, you may want to look at this. We pull this down. We identify actors of interest who are involved. We blow out those individuals. This is who they are. This is who they belong to. This is who they associate with. This is what their past looks like. This is what we could expect from them in the future. We provide analytical comments, recommendations, suggestions to our customers based on, you know, again, industry best practices of what we've seen. And really, sometimes it comes down to our best guess, but we're really good at what we do. And we're really providing a service to our customers that, you know, it's to, to, to what can put me to task on is, is different than anything else that's out there. Man, so... You guys got like a sweatshop of analysts, like in China or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the one thing I'm, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things I'm proud of with our, yeah, man. The, 
But one of the big things is there's a lot of companies out there that do this type of work that do the yeah. stuff that we'll talk that we haven't yet talked about with the cameras and the analytics and everything. Mm-hmm. But we all, we monitor everything right here in the United States in our command center in Pittsburgh and Chad's got to set up office in DC and none of our stuff is outsourced. We do it all nice. right, right here with trusted folks that we've personally hired that work for us. So that's, that's something to be proud of, especially, especially in this day and age where it's him. cheaper. <laughs> and, and there's times where, you know, you go, you go up against, you know, a competitive bid and, yeah. and obviously we do have competition and you have to acknowledge your competition. You're wrong. You yeah. uh, we have competition, but, and, and we don't compromise on price and we stand our ground and we explain to them, we're one of six centers that's ULA 27B certified. So you could yeah. have your information protected the right way, or you could have it sent overseas and there's a premium to be, you know, to be, to pay for that. And, yeah. and most of the time uh, they will pay it. You know, especially yeah. when when you acknowledge that yes, you do have competition, and here's why we think we're better than that competition. You know, you explain that to them, and then usually they it goes your way. Yeah, and when you have the confidence and you know your product, and you're able to just rest in the value you know you're going to bring to bear, then it kind of seems to take care of the, itself. You know, when, <laughs> when this yeah. is exactly why I'm asking what I'm asking. I feel right about it, and. Uh, you know, it, it kind of just takes care of itself. That's awesome. Um, good yeah, to I go. love when uh, I love when, you know, when you're always asked the question, uh, when you're when you're picking up a client, especially mm-hmm. in the in the circles that that you and I and you know, we work in. Right. They've obviously had security before right. and they're calling you because uh, their security did not live up to the standards that they were either expecting or, or believe that they're paying for. Right. And, you know, when they asked me pretty much on the, the high net worth and the celebrity and the athlete side. Um, I, I pretty much talk to almost, I would say about 95% of them before they become clients at Edgeworth. And inevitably that question comes up. How are you different? Because my last company let me down or my last company did this. And, and I just tell them it's my people. And right. I also make sure it's clear from the very beginning that there's a certain way that you're going to, to treat my people. And if you don't, then you just won't, you're not going to be a client. Right. And, and it's really good to be in that position to be able to, to do that. Not because, you know, I'm doing so well that I don't need the clients, but I also know that as you do as well, that if your people aren't taken care of and they're going to go elsewhere and then you can't yeah. service those clients. So it, right. it has to be mutually beneficial. They, you have to be providing them with a service and they have to be treating your people well. Um, I always tell my folks from from the agents to the the protectors out on the street that Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much money some of these clients have. The one thing that they can't buy, even if they try their hardest, is they can't buy good customer support or good (laughs) customer service. And that's that is our differentiator. There's so many people out there that do what we do. That's true. That's I mean, we've all seen it in this industry where it's like, I mean, I've, I've I've had to deal with some vendors uh, you know, with clients that I'm just kind of looking at, I'm like, do you guys not, are we not paying you? <laughs> you know, like, do you know, is the money not green? Like how, you know, what, what's going on with this service here? You know? So. Yeah. It's, it's, it can be horrible. Yeah. It's a dying kind of thing. So you were talking about, um, Chad, you were talking about all this information that you guys are able to pull and you're able to make uh, the information make sense. And then you can present it to a client. Can you kind of walk me through what types of scenarios 
all that like data data mining and monitoring is really good for with regards to like the uh, uh, the digital layer of protection that you can put around a family or a client. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, it, 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 let me let me start, everybody. Chad, and then you you enhance yeah. what I what I say on this one. So if you think about you know our, our basic yes. client our basic client that has oh, do you want to I'm sorry do you want to talk about how we take monitoring first and then layer in these services or do you want Chad to talk about service layered in? Hmm. Whatever you think is good. Whatever you think is the, the flow you want to go with, I'll roll either way. Um, okay. Yeah, I think uh, if I talk about a client who's sort of a monitoring client and then yes. how we layer chat services in to enhance like sort of the concentric ring of security, yeah. we go down that road. Too easy. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So, so yeah, we, we take uh, a client home, for example, and we put our cameras out at the perimeter. Um, and we've had clients that, that have had just their standard ADT and they've never okay. really had anything beyond, you know, sensor-based uh, mm -hmm. security. And so what we tell them is when you, when you buy into Edgeworth, we're taking the concentric ring of security and we're taking it from the actual house and we're pulling it out to the perimeter. And then we're protecting the perimeter with cameras, but not just regular cameras, cameras with artificial intelligence behind the lens. So there's 11 or 12 different analytics that we could put behind the lens of the camera uh, to where the cameras could recognize if somebody walks out of the house and walks out towards the perimeter, that's okay. It's not going to alert the command center. If they walk from the outer perimeter in, it can alert my guys in the, in the center in Pittsburgh to abnormal activity or unusual activity. Okay. Um, the cameras learn their, their environment. And then they also are, teach by example type cameras. So my agents can teach the cameras what they're looking at and what they should be looking for. Uh, so we make those cameras uh, really smart out on the, the perimeter of the client's house. And then wow. we enhance uh, that service with um, services that Chad provides. So for example, if, if a client has a known pursuer or a known stalker, uh, Chad's group can do all the research on those folks and then provide that intel to the command center who can then feed that into the system. So when the camera picks up a five foot eight white male who uh, is known to be the description of a known pursuer, then the agent has a heads up that, you know, we're looking for that. And then in our command center, all of the information that Chad's team uh, provides them will populate in the center. So they see what they know exactly what they're looking at. So basically you can like bring the camera system in on like the kind of the bolo situation. Like exactly. you, you have that person of interest, you put their stuff in there and the camera is like another group of agents, another concentric ring that's in on, you know, keeping a lookout for that individual or maybe that vehicle or any of that stuff. That's yeah. And then if you have, uh, you awesome. know, this all started, because, yeah. you know, when you have a client who has four or five homes and they're paying for physical security at all four or five of those homes, it gets expensive right. really quickly. So right. taking the, the, the home where there's a threat to life or limb and putting the actual agents there and then right. augmenting the other properties with the, the digital security stuff. Um, one of the other things that we can do is if if a client um, has an intruder or a known stalker or pursuer show up at their house, we can run that person in the system and then we can find out if they've been to any of their other properties instantly. Uh, so the, the, all the cameras recognition software just, just pulls that up out of the database. And uh, you, you, you essentially have like an investigation. You <laughs> go on inside yeah, I mean, the system. It, 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 it you happens. have all the data you need. Yeah. yeah and it's not, 
it's not true like bona fide like facial recognition, but it's more of an appearance okay. search. Uh, okay. But it's it's pretty damn good though. Man, that's useful. I mean, that's that's really useful. That's awesome. And then from a like a security manager standpoint, it's just kind of like another quality layer. It's another tool. It's like, well, if I need to have guys here with the client, we still have contingencies and layers out there in different properties in different places, or even something to augment guys that, you know, I might have at a property. Uh, it's just more than just cameras. Cause we all know, I mean, your standard cameras, guys sitting inside the CP, <laughs> trying the best he can, even trying the best he can, <laughs> you know, on them cameras, you know, God bless them. Yeah. Just God bless well, we, them. We've all been there and we know. Right. We know that the, the attention span, you know, you can only see so much at, at a time. So leveraging uh, the use of analytics to do that work for you. Uh, also, one of the things that we're finding, uh, especially, um, you know, sure, some high net worth clients, but on the commercial side, some of the marijuana grow operations, uh, mm -hmm. what we're learning is uh, 80 or so percent of the theft in that industry comes from within. Right. And there's a certain percentage of it where the security team is in on the take or is part of the problem. Man. And so what people are looking Makes at sense. now is now you've got like, yes, we're a guardian angel for that security guard on site because we're, we're watching, you know, we're watching over him while he's patrolling around and we can alert him to different things. But we're also sort of a checks and balance to that as well, because my guys in the command center in Pittsburgh have no idea who that guy on the ground is. And so there's no way for those two to collaborate in the commission of a crime together. So right. that's lowering the amount of, sort of internal theft in that industry. So any yeah. clients that we have in that space have been extremely happy with, with the services we're providing. Solid. Yeah. More accountability. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So the cameras, that layer, you've got the artificial intelligence that really differentiates you from, you know, the other guys that just basically are, they have analytics and they have some, you know, different features, but those cameras having the artificial intelligence along with, the monitoring center in Pittsburgh that's covering those cameras at all times is, is really kind of the value add. That's, I mean, that's something I've never heard of. And that, I think, do you have properties where you do just where, I don't know, clients just use your camera services and they don't have a man on property. Uh, yeah. How's that go? Or they, yeah. We've, that we've got, um, we've got folks that, that elect to go from sensor-based like ADT type security systems to our system and they've never had a guard. Mm -hmm. uh, we've also had clients that, that are kind of tired of the guard. Um, right. They're tired of sort of the, the price because you and I both know that if you want somebody who's going to show up and be good, it's, it can mm -hmm. be expensive. I mean, you're talking up into the 60 plus dollar an hour range. Uh, and when they look at the initial sort of capital expense of getting Edgeworth, you know, it can be, I've done jobs for $25,000 for a home to all the way up to a half a million dollars for a home uh, and everything in between. But once they get over that initial spend on the equipment and they realize they're now going from 60 plus dollars an hour down to, you know, six to, to $10 an hour to have it monitored by AI fed, fed into my command center. Uh, it's a, it's a huge, huge savings. Usually after the seven or eight month mark, the equipment's paid for itself in, in savings. And in a lot of cases, they're getting a better solution and they're getting mm -hmm. exactly what they need. And they're also lowering their liability as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's solid. Um, so 
I guess moving from the, is there anything else that we would need to know about the, the monitoring side of the house? Um, no, and I hope it doesn't sound too much like an infom house? infomercial for Edgeworth. I don't want it to sound like <laughs> a commercial. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so either. I just, uh, I think that it's a valuable tool. You know, I think it's something that one, we're all looking for answers to these equations, you know, like the reality of everything is that it's evolving. And this is kind of, I mean, this is just the reality of the game. There's stuff coming out to where we can do it better, you know, and that's kind of, yeah. we can now do it better because of technology. And then you, you hit this weird spot, you know, where you're like, well, I don't want to take anyone's job. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want guys, you know, on the RSD to ever lose, lose work in the industry. But then it's like, are we being, um, or, or do we have the right character if we're not bringing the best tools to bear to do the job, you know, for our clients, you know, and that yeah. starts to become more of the conversation in my, in my opinion. Right. And then, you know, I think the reality that now there's technology that can do some of these jobs better. It drives the people who are the best in the industry just to get better. So they stay away yeah. from the bottom where they get wiped yeah. out. And that's just, yeah. the game. you know, things are getting outsourced overseas. You better become a manager. And that's like, the, that's the reality of, of all the games, you know? Um, but also to your clients, you know, clients are smart enough to know. In fact, it's how yeah. I got into this because, mm -hmm. you know, one of my clients when I was at Gavin DeBecker had multiple properties and mm -hmm. he tasked me and, and my partner at the time uh, with trying to figure out a solution that could lower the cost. And when we started discovering that you could leverage cameras with AI and machine learning and feed them all into one central location where there was a threat to life for them, where you did need a guard mm -hmm. and they could monitor all those properties that are all over the country and internationally uh, and do it just as good as paying somebody to sit there and, and do it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was kind of how we got started. And then we realized like we could really scale this and, and keep going. So they, they're smart enough to know the technology out there exists. And yeah. if they task you with finding it, you, you better find it or they'll find somebody find who will. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the truth. And then you'll, you'll the... all be looking, you know? No, yeah, that's the private sector right there, you know? That's the private sector. What would you say would be the downside to this? So you know, to the this downside is that, you know, that it's technology. That's yeah. the downside. So it's the upside and the downside. I mean, right, right. you know, obviously if you had, what I always tell people is, my solution isn't necessarily for the person who is getting death threats or has had people climb their fence and sneak into their property with the intent to do harm to that client. Mm -hmm. Like that's not what my system is good for because right. when they hear us voice down through the speaker from Pittsburgh and they look around and say, I don't care. I'm motivated to get in that house and kill that person or have an encounter with that person. Uh, my system's not going to do anything there. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, my yeah, system yeah. is really good for is, for the publicly recognizable figure, the wealthy person, the athlete who everybody knows the travel schedule and they might think like, okay, they're off playing a football game. I could go into their house because nobody's home. Mm -hmm. Worst case, I meet the wife or the girlfriend, but that's no problem. Uh, random acts of sort of random targeted clients is what we're really good for. Yeah. yeah. So the downside, again, you know, if somebody was really trying to do a complex attack on one of our clients and they use, you know, electromagnetic, attack or cut cables or whatever. Now, you know, we're going to know right away something's down and we're going to let them know and maybe get a hold of the police and dispatch. But but the, the upside is also the downside in some cases as well. Right.
Solid. Now, what would you say is your proudest moment in the field with this gear? Yeah, and so I some um, smiles. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, I know it's a good one. Yeah, that's what's well, up. Yeah, when I was a Marine and the phone rang at two or three in the morning, it was never going to be anything good. Absolutely. Uh, but not. the first time as the CEO of Edgeworth, when my phone rang at about four thirty in the morning, which would have been about one thirty LA time, uh, and it was one of my clients who, you know, you would know, and and she, you know, what happened was they, both both husband and wife are, are very famous folks. Um, they had just sensor based systems, and they lived in Beverly Hills. And, and they actually went on the record in the New York Times to, to talk about this for me because they were so proud of it. Um, awesome. But they they had a sensor based system. Three guys, hoods, everything came over the fence late at night, pried okay. the door open, got inside the house and the husband had to come down with a baseball bat and chase him away. So he called me the next morning and said, hey, I, I want your system because we had talked about it. We're friendly. And, and I told him what I was doing. But. He said he yeah. lived in Beverly Hills and would never need anything like that. Nothing ever happened in Beverly Hills. Just call me if you need it. <laughs> and so we we put in a full system, like no yeah. no cost spared, put in top of the line, everything. One of the first clients to Edgeworth, and really yeah. we'd only been in, in existence for about two months. Uh, same deal. Um, she was, but this time they weren't home. She was in Miami. He was okay. in New York. Three or four guys came over the wall. And within six minutes, my guys in Pittsburgh had them all arrested by the Beverly Hills Police Department. Outstanding. Yeah. Arrested. They tried to get over the wall. Arrested. Not even scared away, but they got nope. and it's snatched the first up. time. It's the first time in that area that the, the criminals had been caught in the act. And wow. we, we learned a lot about their tactics, too, because when we, when we overlaid everything and put everything together, we realized that they're listening to radios with police dispatch. And when the police dispatcher, and again, it's all timelined and you can, you can hear it for yourself, but when the, when the police dispatcher said, this is a video verified alarm by a private security company, the response was as if it were a bank robbery. Because in LA, uh, when an ADT style alarm goes off, 98% of those are false and they don't have the resources to respond to every single one of them, nor do they have to. Really? So, when so these you guys get, are like, eh. Yeah, I mean, they just know like, <laughs> like even if they come, we got yeah. Even if they come, we got fifteen or twenty minutes before they show up. So let's get everything we can. Yeah, and wow. the minute they they were just about to put the ladder to the to the the balcony leading to the closet where they could get all the the valuable you know items, and that's when they realized dispatch had the cops with an ETA of one minute, and they dropped everything. They dropped the ladder. They never made it into the house. They were climbing over the wall. As soon as they hit the ground on the other side, cops rolled them up. We sent them 4K images of all the suspects, and they were able to charge them right there and bring them to jail. So Outstanding. Yeah. From vacation yeah. so, or wherever they were. Yeah. That's that's and, that's good, man. And as you know, in that world, word, word of mouth is everything. So uh, that that really, really you know helped me out. And, and obviously, I've been fire. more proud of the agents that were on duty. And by the way, some of them, you know, no, no military or law enforcement experience, but, you know, real strong customer service suit and they knew it didn't look right. And they immediately did what they were supposed to do and everything is scripted out and they, they did it perfectly. So. Man, that's awesome. No, that's, yeah. uh, that's fantastic. I, and yeah, no military law enforcement experience. I, uh, I got a lot of respect for civilians that choose to play this game and apply themselves <laughs> and sting and cut their teeth doing what we're doing now, you know? Uh, yeah. 
some of the best, most focused guys I work with, you know? Yeah. And what we're seeing is a lot of these folks, they, they thought they wanted to be cops, but then they realized, you know, that's pretty tough these days. And they realize that they can come and, and make a difference. And we're even getting, you know, we're getting cops that are deciding like, one, we, we pay probably a little bit more in some cases and they're not getting yeah. shot at and they're getting treated well. Right. Um, so we're getting cops that are leaving being cops to come do what we do. We're getting yeah. folks that were criminal justice majors right out of college that want to do what we do. And, yeah. and I'm happy to have all of them. In fact, when I built the company, I thought for sure I only wanted police and military. And yeah. this guy who never served, but it helped build a couple command centers. He said, hey, Ken you know, you should, you should really think about this and you should really think about having a good mix, get some customer service experts, get some cops, yeah. get some military, and they'll all feed off of each other and they'll all become better because of it. It was the, one of the best pieces of advice I could have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wisdom. That's, that's, that's absolutely wisdom. That's good to go. Uh, yeah. I can't say enough about that. That's good stuff. That's an awesome story though. That's a grand slam. And I know that was like the dinner party conversation <laughs> in all the right circles for a, for a while, you know, for a little bit. Well, That's solid. And, and I'm also, I want, I want Chad to tell Chad, Chad and his yeah. team have done some amazing work too, but, but I will say that, that there has not been the call and, and, you know, maybe it comes, maybe it doesn't. I hope to God it doesn't, but, but right. I have not gotten the call that says, Hey, we just got home and our house is ransacked and we have you, where were you? So yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of the team. I mean, in our game and your game, I mean, we're all playing right. the same game. You got to bat a thousand. You, you know? absolutely and, have and, to. And it doesn't matter if you did 600 great things. If something, ha- even that client that I just told you the story of, if yeah. their house gets robbed tonight, they're not going to be, hey, it's okay. You're one for one. You're, you're one for two. We're good. And that's, you know, as well as I do, that's not the way that conversation goes. Absolutely. It's, it's like combat. You just got to be right. You got to be as right as you can be every single time, you know, Um, it is hard, but I have some great, great folks that that are on the team. Yeah. No. And, and, and the team is what makes the whole entire difference, man. I I always get a little disappointed when people, I don't know. Sometimes I think people get the wrong idea about me. Sometimes I like think that I, you know, I don't know. They think I'm the man and I'm like, look, man, like I'm just one dude. Like I am only as good as my team. Like I, yeah. like I, 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 the team is where the whole entire game is. In fact, if I was going to say the one thing I'm good at, it's at building a team. It's like the, it's like the, it's like, you know, I can do, I can do the advance. I can be with the client. I can do all that stuff. But when I get to a new environment, the one thing I focus on is culture, the team culture, yeah. cooperation over competition. Everyone needs to understand that if we can protect each other, cover each other, build each other up, Everyone eats better. Everyone's life's better. <laughs> Everything's better. You know what I'm saying? So like, and we, you know, we just get it from the Marine Corps, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. When I hear you guys saying that stuff, it's just, it, it's, that's the right stuff, man. It means everything Heck, to me anyway, you know? Now, so when you're, when you're used to transactional relationships and you've done yeah. well enough over the years where you've put enough money in the bank with all these different relationships, you know, mm-hmm. uh, figuratively speaking, but uh, yeah. you know, you kind of take pride in stepping up when something goes wrong and say, Hey, that's on me. I'll take that. And, yes. and pushing the, the compliments to the team and just saying, Hey, 100%. I had nothing to do with that one. That was, that was Chad and his team or <laughs> Bernard and his team. And, yeah, and I, just, I take great pleasure in doing that just because I don't, I don't need it at this point. And right. it's the right thing to do. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, 100%. It's good leadership. When the client can't find a way to put a compliment on one specific person because everyone's like, you know, that was that was Jeff. <laughs> you know, and all the team just, you know, and then they're, and they kind of, they, they understand. They're like, wow, I've got a good team. These guys take care of each other. And that, that keeps everybody healthy, man. That's the way to do it. That's good to go. So um, I guess switching gears a little bit into the kind of back into the spooky web stuff and the open source stuff that I think a lot of people in this industry are really just starting to wrap their mind around. How does that layer play in with this, you know, with the surveillance layer and everything else? Or how would you break into that? Yeah. So, so to me, this, this is one of the awesome things about Edgeworth, right? Because you, yeah. you've got this amazing technology in the cameras, you have a command center supporting those cameras and those customers. And now you add an intelligence business process to that as well. And it, it works both, you know, before and after any incident may occur at a customer property, you know, that we happen to be supporting. Uh, you know, some great examples of that could be, you know, a vehicle pulls up to the gate, security, we see it on cameras, we capture the plate. Because it's all the same company, that, that command center director can call me on my cell phone and be like, hey, Chad, run this plate for me right now. Yep, on it. Here's the plate. Here's the owner. Here's where he lives. Here's his criminal record. Here's everything you need to know right now in the moment, right? right? And we yeah. can make that happen very, very, very fast. You know, we, we've, we've had situations come in where we have just been able to turn around very, very quickly just crucial pieces of information to support the on-ground effort you know, whether it's our EP team or our cameras, whatever it happens to be. And then, you know, supporting that effort on the front end could be something to the extent like, hey, you know, here's a stalker or a harasser or somebody, you know, of interest to the customer, whatever it happens to be. We can provide all of that up front to the customer, to the EP teams, to the camera team, because it's all happening in-house. You know, we, we work there. There's a great synergy there that it's just lost. We do great work with partners as well. Um, but you mm-hmm. feel it when it's all internal to Edgeworth. It's, it's just a right. very fast, synergetic process that it, what I feel is one of the awesome things, you know, going back to the Marine Corps, all, mm-hmm. all, 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 all the, everything just lines up, uh, all the yeah. gears click together and it, it's just, it's just a great machine. And, you know, the way we built kind of the intelligence service here is it's, it's meant to work with the remote guard services, right? Okay. You think about like EP and the cameras, those are meant to identify and mitigate a threat as it's taking place at the property or around the customer. When you build intelligence into that, we're there to identify those threats and risks before they get to the property or the customer. Mm-hmm. When we have a customer that's being supported by our intelligence services, we're out there constantly, right? We're out there looking for security threats and risks and, you know, that could be anything from physical threat and risk, like like a harasser or a stalker. But it could also be like, you know, somebody pulls up Instagram and be like, hey, I'm at, you know, so-and-so's house and I see smoke coming from a wall on the side of the house. You, you, we can immediately collect that and report that wow. to our customer or to law enforcement or to the camera team. Let them know, hey, we're seeing reports of activity at this portion of the house. Here's the video. Here's the images all those kind of things come into play. And, you know, what, what makes open source intelligence so valuable is now when something happens out there in the world, before mm-hmm. people are calling law enforcement, before yeah. they're calling the fire department, they're pulling out their phones, they're posting- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? We're becoming that first line of information. That's wild. When, That's a concept. You know, when, yeah. When there's an active shooter or, or something going on, 
you know, we're out there, we're immediately identifying that information for our customers in a real-time scenario. And due to the technology we use, we're able to walk them directly into that scenario, letting them know everything we're seeing, who's involved, what it consists of, and that allows them to, to you know, bring a proper response. If, you know, we, we support large-scale sports venues, entertainment mm-hmm. venues, and stuff like that, you know, there may be uh, somebody in the stadium or the crowd that's causing a problem, and they need to get security over there. We can help them identify, do they need to send a team of security, or can they just send one guy over there to, you know, very quietly and politely talk to, you know, whatever the situation is and get it resolved in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how, how we can play into everything we have set up at Edgeworth on, you know, kind of the remote monitoring side. Now, also, we, we are a completely independent business line as well. And, okay. you know, kind of, kind of like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, when you're talking about millions of people posting billions of pieces of content right. online. Every it's like unfathomable. Day. Like it's unfathomable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The amount of data and information out there is just, it's crazy. Yeah. And so our ability to go out there, identify that data, bring it back and provide it to our customer in a understandable and actionable way, right? Mm-hmm. There's extreme value in that. And because of the amount of information that's out there, it is guaranteed. There is something out there of value to everyone. Tell me what your interested are. Right. We've done work for customers who are multi-billion dollar companies and, you know, they are into the acquisition of other companies. They've Mm -hmm. come to us and have us had us vent those companies before, you know, they they go into like finalized talks of acquiring that company. If you really want to know about a company, find out what their employees are saying about them. Let's take a look at that executive (laughs) kind of staff of that company. Let's see how they live their lives. Let's see, you know, how people refer to them, what people have posted and talked about them online. Do you really want to get to know somebody or an entity or anything like that? Let us tell you how they exist online because people will say and do things online. They would they never do life, right? It's almost like they think they're alone or something. Like they yeah, think they're behind closed man. doors or something. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, man, the universe they, think here. Yeah. they think there's like this anonymity yeah. to the technology where they can just say and do whatever they want. Nobody will track it back to them, you know, and, and, it, and we're out there, man. And we're identifying yeah. these key pieces of critical information to our customers and, and we're pulling it back. And, you know, our job is to do that before there's an incident, before there's a decision or a process that they have to go back and make correction on later. But the more information we can provide to our customers up front, enabling them to make actionable decisions and then be successful on those decisions, right? And, you know, when we kind of talk about, okay, well, well what kind of data is that, right? Yeah. How do our, how are our customers applying this out in the industry? Like, how, what does that mean to like the normal person? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, data, actionable, okay, <laughs> but like, what does this look like? Yeah, so, so we're going out there, right? We're, we're looking mm-hmm. for information. We're looking for those physical threat kind of risk scenarios. We can help our customers identify monetary risk or loss. We, we have a very high net worth, high public profile customers, uh, two of them. Uh, and they have their own kind of online e-commerce industry as well as tangible in- industry out there. You know, they, they do clothing lines and makeup lines and stuff. We were able to go out and show them this entire black market industry of their goods and wares the percentage of revenue loss that they are experiencing because how it's being moved in traffic, how they are committing like the production of these counterfeit goods, where it's being sold, how it's getting moved. You know, everybody knows when you get to a certain extent, like Nike knows their stuff is being counterfeit and sold 
somewhere, right? Right. You, you go to a foreign country, it, it's fingers. being sold all over. Yeah, but do <laughs> yeah. they do they understand like how much revenue that accounts yeah. for? Right? Do they understand where is it being made? Where is it being kept? You know, and overseas, international, there's not a whole lot they're going to do about it. But now they understand, right? And when we right. start kind of monitoring, and, and this is another great thing about intelligence, is when we go out looking for one thing we're going to find hundreds of other things. And so we help to provide that to our customers as well. So, you know, things like uh, market research, strategy, brand awareness. If, you know, one of our customers is getting ready to release a new product, a new phone, a new shoe, yeah. whatever it happens new to be. song or whatever. Yeah, we can go out there and gauge the sentiment of the general public in whole. How are they responding to this? What are they oh. saying about the design or the colors or, or the, you know, the lyrics to the song? You know, how do people feel? What groups are concerned about it? Who has issues? Then we can go back to our customer and say, this is where you're doing really well. This is where you're not doing well and allow them to adjust course before they do this launch. Right. Ah, and, okay. and so, you know, just that market awareness, public sentiment. You know, if you look at like the Hollywood industry, the professional sports industry, all those right. kind of things, you know, the professional sports industry is putting millions and millions and millions of dollars into their new athletes. Right. And now, uh -huh. you know, with the age demographic of the mm -hmm. athletes coming into the professional sports, their entire life exists online. Right. Like 100%. the three of us, like we didn't exist online till maybe our mid twenties to early thirties. Yeah. Right. And thank God. And it was like thank weird at God. first. Like we were like, yeah, <laughs> thank God is right. <laughs> you know, I still had to go back and scrub some stuff. <laughs> That's right. And now this younger demographic, unfortunately, like they've existed online their entire lives. And it starts with their parents. Yeah. Their parents yeah. are posting all their information, their data out there, you know, so mad at my son today, he just got arrested for shoplifting. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And so now there's this huge public relations risk. I mean, we saw it with Kevin Hart and we've seen it with like all of, you know, the this talent out there across every possible industry. And we can help our customers go out and identify what those risks are around, you know, the talent and the staff that they're looking to do business with and kind of help them identify, you know, okay, what is the risk? How do we acknowledge? How do we make it right now? How do we bring it to public focus so it's not an issue later, right? How do we correct whatever it was that happened, help this individual be and become, or at least acknowledge that they're a better person now? Uh, so one of the great things we've done is we've partnered with a PR firm out of Hollywood. And, you know, it's, again, taking the industry in a whole new way that's never existed before. And we yeah. are working with them and like every major Hollywood studio. Uh, every major talent industry out there in the Hollywood kind of ar arena. And we're yeah. helping them with all these things, with these, with this public sentiment, with, uh, you know, general public response to situations and individuals and the newest TMZ story, you know, all those kind of things. We're, we're, we're really helping our customers deal in a digital realm of just available information. And interesting. It's so easy, right? It's so easy yeah. to find that. Like, I, you know, <laughs> to I, I me, it sounds like voodoo, man. It sounds like straight voodoo. <laughs> uh, you're talking, and I'm just like, this sounds like a whole nother, like, it, like it's touching. It's really, it's, it's, it's like touching yeah. security, but it's like yeah. another type of reconnaissance, you know? It's it, really that's, a, that's exactly, you're, you're exactly <laughs> right, man. And, you know, it's when we bring, customers usually come to us because they don't know what else to do. They, they have an issue or right. an issue is coming full bore and they don't know how to deal with it. We, we've had customers come to us who they've gone to the police. 
They've, they've worked with a lawyer. Nobody knows okay. what to do. What's the next step, right? And they come to us and, and we solve those problems for them. We do the collection, you know, the way yeah. that we identify our information, we adhere to all the usage in terms of every data source we collect from. We're very ethical. We don't hack. We don't use viruses or clickbait, anything like that. But there's awesome. a reason behind it, right? Because our customers need resolution in whatever their problem is. And the way we bring that to our customers is we deliver an intelligence product that is 100% usable by law enforcement or any type of legal authority at that point. Meaning, right. you know, we, we pull out our intelligence package, we hand it over. I have gone with customers into the LAPD and sat down with the detectives and been like, all right, here's what we have. Here's the evidentiary discovery process. Here's the chain of custody process. Nice. Here's how you rediscover everything. Because to them, it's a slam dunk, right? When, when they get a high net worth, high public profile individual, and they're able to open and close the case and prosecute immediately, yeah. that's an instant win for that's them. They didn't day. have to yeah. do a thing, right? And, and you get to and, keep what you kill because it's that, clean. That's right. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know? That's, that's right. awesome. And word spreads. And, yeah. and word spreads. And the next time somebody's got a problem and they don't know what to do, they're like, listen, you, you need to call Ken and Chad at Edgeworth and, and make this happen. And, you, you know, a lot of this kind of building on that is the unknown. You know, what is the information out there? How are we at risk? What should I know? And what should I didn't know? And, you know, Ken, Ken truly believes in the philanthropy or the, the kind of human service of this as well. So we do lectures. We, we go out, we talk to kids okay. in schools all the way from um, elementary, middle and high school to college, we talk to parents. We let parents know, you know, this is how your kids are targeted. This is how people look to take advantage yeah. of your kids. Here are your rights as a parent. Here are your responsibilities as a parent. Most of them don't know. It is right. guaranteed by the time we're done with, with our lectures for, for like kids and, and the parents and the adult community, they're like, I have no idea. Like they're, they're scared. And, yeah. and that's where we want them to be, right? We yeah, want them to leave awareness to it. <laughs> scared, like yeah. I didn't know this, but now they have the tools, right? They have the knowledge. They can go out there. They can secure themselves. They can secure their kids. And that's another great thing we do for our customers as well. Is not only do we know how to identify, go out and get the information, we help remove our customers' information as well. Yeah, so that we was go my out. Next question. Awesome. Yeah, we we identify. You know what we we call their their personally identifiable information, so PII data. You know these are things like their names, their date of birth, their social security numbers, their addresses, their kids' names, where they go to school, like all this kind of stuff. And we work with the data service providers to get that information removed. And we're we're, you know. Ken doesn't like to use absolutes like 99 or 100 percent effective. I'll just say we're 90 percent or more effective. <laughs> in the spirit of humility, to, I'm you, just you know say what 90%. happens if you say you're like 99.9 percent. <laughs> Murphy comes from downtown. Murphy comes off the ropes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We don't need that. Right. We don't need that happening. So we're just gonna say 90 or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gonna go. And, gonna go. You know, we're we're able to do this in a perpetual state of motion where it's 24/7 because of the tools, right? So our tools right. are constantly yeah. out there. So when my analyst, when when something comes back on a positive return, it pings the analyst, they're able to immediately look at it and be like, we need to know this right now. A, a great example of this is one of our customers who is a very famous NFL player. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we're just doing standard monitoring services for him 24 mm -hmm. seven, just on a subscription basis. And we actually found uh, his girlfriend's Gmail and password in a dark web data dump. And it just popped up Within three minutes of it popping up, I had him on the phone. We were talking to him. He's verifying with her. Yes, that is her current password to her Gmail account. 
that she uses for everything, Every, right? Oh, and, like the they have the, the grand slam password, like the yeah, one man. she's had forever. <laughs> oh man. And, and so, you know, and she's very famous. So okay. I'm sure the second somebody would have seen that, her data and information would have been compromised immediately. And then the cleanup from there, if you've ever dealt with identity theft or some to that extent, it's, it's a mess. It's extremely difficult and it, it takes a long time. It's very frustrating, but we were able to immediately circumvent that. So it didn't become a problem for them. And this happens every day. We, you would be amazed at the frequency, not to name names, that email providers get hacked just all the These time. These big I mean, ones we, that everyone thinks are- Huge ones. I mean, if you look at it, like, yeah, Bank of America got hacked a couple of years ago. Target got yeah. hacked a couple of years ago. Right? <laughs> it's national news. Yeah, And they're talking yeah. like customer information, credit cards, stuff like that. So- it's happening all the time. And they go into these dark web data dumps to make this mm -hmm. information available. And, you know, they, due to the nature of the dark web and, and how these sites work, they change their URLs like daily. And so unless you're kind of in the know and you're part of that community and you're really able cool to kids. like track those data dumps through, through time, yeah. uh, you, you can miss stuff, right? And that's, that's the benefit of having our analytical team stacked on top of the intelligence suite of tools because the suite of tools can't do that, but our analysts can. And analysts our, can. our analysts are, are amazing. They're, they're very young. We've recruited them very young because they've grown up inherently with the, the internet and technology. Right. They <laughs> understand it like the three of yeah. us never will, right? right. Yeah. I it's can like talk to Yeah, man, <laughs> that's right. And I mean, you know, I, I always joke with Ken, like, you know, the, the new girlfriends scoping out all the ex-girlfriends, they are the best online investigators in the entire world, right? And, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 so and, good. And, yeah, and that's, that's kind of the, that, that's kind of the professionalism and the process we bring to bear. They're very smart. They're, they're all very kind of uniquely specialized in their own, in different yeah. types of, you know, online kind of vehicles, you know, social media, Okay. Reddit, 4chan, dark web, yeah. um, all those kind of things. But, you know, you bring them together as a team and they're just, they're killer, man. They're, they're brutal and they're so efficient and, and fast. That's what I'm talking about. And this is exactly why I want to talk with you guys is as a, you know, anyone who's as a security manager or as a detail leader, it's like, all right, sweet. Well, I know stuff's going on out there on the internet. <laughs> you know out there in the interwebs i know there's stuff going on you know like that's right how do i manage this you know this chaos really this unknown you know space and how do i stay proactive in relationship to it how do i conduct any type of offensive security operations you know even things as simple as um you know weird dms or people saying weird things online it's like what can um, a security an agent do or a provider do to be able to become offensive about that if you can't yeah. figure out who the person is behind the handle and and chase any of that information down you know so it's you know people can kind of take pop shots at you destabilize your client a little bit and then your clients can be looking at you for answers and so you know uh, I'm glad you guys, you know, kind of share all these tools that, and, 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 you know, you mentioned, Ken, you're like, I don't want it to sound like infomercial, but I'm like, I think it's so important that we understand these <laughs> tools are available, man. You know? So I love yeah. it. What would you say is your proudest with on the intelligence side? What would be your guys' proudest moment you can talk about where you helped a client? Yeah, that, that's a great question, man. We've got so Not many that, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think I, the I, complete identity theft with the lockout and the recovery within you can talk, you know, Talk about that one. That was really good. 
Yeah. So we, we, we had a customer who, you know, they, they, they experienced identity theft to the extent that uh, social media accounts were hacked. Um, it, it was a minor. So, you know, the, the parents who's been a longtime customer and, and friend of Edgeworth reached out to us directly and just said, listen, my daughter's account just got hacked. You know, she's got her, all of her photos in there. You know, she, she's starting her career, you know, at, on kind of social media and all this kind of stuff. And he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to do it. He didn't know how to make it happen in order to mitigate damages as quickly as possible. And one, put his daughter at ease. You know, when, when you're a dad and you've got a, a 15 year old daughter, who's just you know, rot. Yeah, just, just, just rot. dying because her social media world she lost her Instagram and her world. Snapchat. You know? <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, because, because of who we are and what we do, like we were immediately able to send off emails to like security directors in positions at these social media companies, awesome. letting them know this has transpired, getting these accounts back, uh, identifying what's been lost, helping the customer engage in law enforcement, helping the customer identify who the individual was uh, that, you know, pulled this out against them. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, those overseas, you know, quick baits that they fall victim to. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's a personal attack and, you know, we're really good at identifying, you know, what the risk is, where it came from and where helping our customers decide where to go from there. Okay. Um, so, and that, that was very recent, you know, the, the dad in this case, you know, he, he's a huge star and, he, he has just been so just humble and just you guys, like you've said, like, thank you. Overly <laughs> expressing. Yeah. Just his thanks yeah. and his gratitude for us uh, for doing that. And, you know, that that's so fulfilling in its own to be able to, you know, help our customers yeah. in that. And, you know, Ken, Ken and I talk about this all the time. Sometimes it's just about doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and, and, it's figure refreshing. everything else out later. Let's get people taken care of. And right, right. You know, we, we, we worked another case where this girl was just being relentlessly stalked, harassed, threatened. He was posting pictures online um, of like murdered bodies saying, this is going to be you. This is going to be Whoa. you. And this was a case where she had gone to law enforcement and, and she's a pretty high level star as well. And they were like, you know, we don't, Obviously, there's a threat. Um, we took a look. We can't identify who he is. Just keep us posted if anything new comes in. And, you know, so she she was referred to him. And, uh, you know, Ken got me on the phone and, and we spoke to her about it. Uh, within a day, we knew who this guy was. We knew where he was living. We were able to geolocate him. We were able to identify multiple warrants across multiple states in his name uh, where he had, like, skipped bail and stuff to that effect. He had a couple bench warrants. Um, he, he actually fled up to Alaska and, you know, this was California. And by the time we were done with our investigation legit, and we walked dude. into the detective office there yeah. at the LAPD with the customer and sat down and went over everything, they, they actually, um, processed a warrant for him with extradition, meaning they were paying to bring him back, <laughs> which is yeah. huge. You know, from the EC yeah. world, you know, it's real easy to get a, a law enforcement entity to I issue a bench warrant. To right. get them to do it with extradition, like That's we were like, able to show just without any doubt, proof. this is the guy. He he represents an immediate physical threat to this individual. And and right. they were they were able to take care of that. So that was, you know, That's small huge, victories, man. big victories all along the way, man. 
Yeah, no, that's huge. That's awesome. You know, because you never know who you're dealing with on the other side of some of these things, or it's just hard to figure out who you're dealing with on the other side of some of these yeah. things. I've been with some companies that have had a tough time figuring that piece out. And I've been like, well, we got to figure this out. So that's awesome. Would you say downside to this product? Downside to it? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. I was yeah, going to Technology is always changing. So you, you always yeah. have to stay on top of it. It's just, it's exactly like antivirus software. It's only as good as the virus that's known that day, right? It can't protect you about against the virus that comes out tomorrow. Right. And the people who, who are dangerous online, the people who are pulling off large scale, serious crimes, attacks, threatening people, they're good. You know, they, they 90% of the time, they really know what they're doing. And so being able to become innovative in this workspace and this business line to see where things are going not having a predetermined solution, but being able to figure that out and provide one uh, along the way to meet our customers' needs. And they, they don't have weeks and months for us right. to come out with a process, right? We, we've got to do it fast. We have to do it legally. Mm-hmm. And we, we've got to do it in a way that how, whatever the investigation or the data requirement is that, that proves a solve for that. And it's just, it's hard. So that's, <clears throat> that's very challenging. Um, it's also not cheap. Right. I right. mean, we're, we're talking labor, we're talking technology, we're talking development. So, mm-hmm. you know, trying to right now, we're a very boutique offering, um, mm-hmm. you know, to a, to a kind of set clientele. And, and we've helped tons of people that fall outside of that. But, you know, being able to develop a business line and a service from from a business perspective, right. you know, continues to generate revenue at a large scale while covering business costs. That, that was our, our growth challenge, right? And we're just now overcoming that. And so now we're starting to build past that, which is good. And, but you know, that's, that's a testament to the fact that we've got the right people on the team at Edgeworth. We, we've got the heck right yeah. managers, got the right, what would staff, you s- got the right tools. Heck yeah, that's what's up. Uh, ta, ta, ta. What would you say is your primary kind of demographic that you guys service a lot? What's like your wheelhouse? Man, it's, it's it just diverse. Gonna, it just yeah, everywhere. man, you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate this answer. It's, it's the world. It really, really is, and that's that's not like a bullshit like catch catchy kind of. We thing. serve the world. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> but true, you guys man. are good dudes. Yeah. I mean, whether whether it's preventative intelligence, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's post incident intelligence, or whether it's live intelligence, right? We uh-huh. support a huge number of customers where they run live events like concerts, NFL games, uh, yeah. political you know tours across the U.S. And we are live, actively engaging in intelligence collection and provision of information to our customers while they are performing whatever it is they happen to be doing that's of interest, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we're covering like area of interest, AOI intelligence. We're covering known individuals of interest that are threats and risks. We're monitoring social media as it's being posted at these events, as people are talking about it. You know, we, it's, it's crazy, man. We, we can, we can service the world and, and it, it really comes down to is what you are getting in information worth the cost that you have to pay. Right. And that and, really honestly is because I've seen so many, a lot of these yeah. products where I'm like, eh, but I mean, like, do I need to know this? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. all the money I'm paying. I mean, I got yeah. these couple, we could probably deal with most of this, you know, like yeah. I, how does this make me more efficient? 
in the field? How does this make my client safer? Uh, is my client feeling like they're getting their money's worth when I give them this information? Or are they looking at me like, this is really cool, Byron, but like this, co- <laughs> you know, but like yeah. this is costing me money, you know? Well, take, that's, think about that's, it like this, man. So we, we were supporting a, a, a large scale effort for, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just call it a political tour. And yeah. while, while these individuals were on tour, we started identifying someone, an individual of interest who was posting online. He's saying, you know, today's a great day to kill this, you know, piece of shit, POS individual, hate him, can't stand him. History yeah. of talking about this individual wants him dead, wants to kill him. Today's a great day to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're persistently monitoring this individual. Next collection we get is him driving in his car, taking a photo of him holding a pistol in his passenger seat, right? Time to go, yeah. We're able to identify him, the vehicle, the gun, pass yeah. information directly to the EP team on the ground with a photo, vehicle description, everything they need. Oh, well, everything. Able to nice. immediately identify and take him into custody but before he even got close, right? Nice. And so, Sometimes nothing happens and you just have intelligence collection running and you're reporting like, you know, Hey, you got traffic coming up. You may want to take a detour. You may want to, you know, go to this AOI, something like that. Sometimes it's a guy with a gun on his way to that event. Right. So it's like, (laughs) I tell you what, man, our customers who who run like a year contract with us where we're doing persistent collection for the year, maybe, three or four months, you know, nothing of significant interest occurs, but that's why we're, you know, we're monitoring for physical threats and risks. We're also monitoring for public sentiment. We're also, you know, monitoring for monetary risk or loss. We're we're also monitoring for all this other scale of stuff. So we're always providing information. It's not always the sexy, cool, here's the bad guy, he's incoming, here's his photo, right? But it's always value. It's persistent value every month. And when we do get that big one, when you know you're we're glad you got that big you're in for yeah. right there right yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're talking million dollar events or a billion yeah. dollar industry stopping that one thing you know right. in a year's time is worth it or ever stopping it before you know someone has to press the flash or do anything else you know that's like right man before it, it even gets another close. ring another layer yeah. <laughs> you know yeah one one of our current customers i'm sending them you know emails you know, every three weeks, once a month, uh-huh. I'm like, Hey, this, this individual, you know, they, they, they run a sporting facility. Uh, yeah. and yeah, you know, this individual is like, F this, I'm going to show up there. I'm bombing the place right now. I'm sick and tired of them. So we pull this dude's information down, who he yeah. is, where he lives, lives with his parents. Here's his phone number. Here's his car. Here's his license plate. All they do is they call the local police department. Police immediately show up and question them every time. And they're always like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I mean, I was getting emotional. I was at the top of my- <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Right. Just stay home. Just stay home. <laughs> yeah. And maybe. And then their next and then their next post is, hey, sorry about that. I was just joking. You can't really yeah. say that stuff anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh, that that actually happened. Yeah. So the, one, one guy we reported on, he. He posted and, and he was like, hey, just want to say sorry. The cops just came by. They were great. They did their job. But, you know, maybe 99 times it's just, you know, somebody running their mouth. But that that one time it isn't right. Well, and that's what the world we live in. That's security. Yeah. You know, yeah, every true. someone's walking up. And if you're not ready every single time, it'll be the time, you know, you're not ready. It won't just be someone who wants an autograph. You know, it'll be right. someone who wants to humiliate or cause damage or do something weird, you know, that's, that's the game. You just see, we see yeah. it's good to have that awareness, you know, and that I'd like to call it the digital realm, you know, in that other world, you know, where things yeah. are happening. That's awesome. 
So I guess in closing, you know, what other, what other directions do you guys see the company going in or are you guys just perfecting what you have now or where are you guys at with regards to moving into this yeah, I, next year? I kind of always say to myself, distractions are free, but they cost a lot of money. So I want to try to stay focused on the, on the core of what we do. So Chad and his team is kind uh-huh. of a core piece of it. The remote video monitoring is a core piece. And then for just a handful of select clients, um, we do like a boutique offering of executive protection type stuff. But, mm-hmm. but uh, I really am focused on kind of changing the, the security landscape by leveraging the technology. That, that's the core of what we're doing right now. Yeah. And that's what's coming. That's what's coming in a lot of areas. It's going to, I think we're really going to find out what things can be done better, be done better by or with technology in a very intense way over the next few years. And the things that can't be done as well by and with technology, those humans are going to get compensated very well. And they're going to, they're going to, they're going to really solidify their positions and, it's just a technological evolution that's just happening in every single, in every market and in every industry, right. you know? So it's good to be the tip of the spear with that, man. You know, I'm glad yeah, we're connected for sure. You don't always have to be, you know, the one who knows everything and can do everything. Like no. knowing the industry and the partners, I think that's something we do great at Edgeworth is we are partnered yeah. with technology leading revolutionary companies who are masters of this bit, right? So in, in, in the open source intelligence realm, we can be masters of this. And right. we know who are the masters of these other services we can bring to bear for a complete package to our customers. So I think, you know, we, we don't have to know it all, but we work great with companies who, who can bring in those additional pieces. 100%, man. Those yeah. C students hire A students. <laughs> you know, we all, a rising tide, there's all ships at sea. You know, that's the way I say it nowadays. So it's yeah. more palatable, <laughs> you know, but I remember hearing a quote a while back, you know, when uh, Google was like blowing up, it's like, it's not about just what you can do and all the information you can hold in your head anymore. It's about how effectively you can leverage the tools at your disposal now. Yeah. And that's when I started really being like, yo, this team sport thing is a big thing that's really the game you know like i ain't never gonna be the biggest the baddest or the best i'm like 510 511 with church shoes on you know (laughs) so you know we gotta get the right people around and you know do play your position well man that's outstanding um favorite quote mantra you guys got mine mine especially on the executive protection side is Mm. how you do one thing is how you do everything and i know it's very cliche and everybody probably uses it but but in this industry it is, it's just so true. Like, you, yes. you know, you got the guy or the gal who yes. always wants to do the right thing when the client's standing right there and they want to be the hero. But I got the it, way man. that I, I'm telling you, man, the way that I made a name for myself is, is in everything that I've done is you do it to that standard, no matter what, whether it's like one in the morning and you're, you're on a residential team and you're doing your robes with your flashlight, getting hit with spider webs. You do it yep. like the client's walking with you and yep. everything is done to that standard. The way you do that, do that one thing is the way you do everything. And I think that that in this industry, especially this industry, it goes a long way. Yeah. It's that it's the guy who's doing it that way because of his name's on it. You know, that's, that's right. the guy I'm stinking looking for, man. You could be the coolest used to be special every forces, you know, Jedi, <laughs> Ninja, Gaiden, whatever, you know, but if you just have that sense of personal pride, the healthy ego to where you're like, no, you know, 
I'm here. I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. I can work with you. We can teach you tactics. So the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And that, I think that I, like, I really hope everyone listening really hears that because that goes down to everything from the, the emails, the text messages, all of it. I, Cause I notice the same thing when I deal with people as well. I'm like, okay, you know, the way that all of these things are happening is, is at least the level I can expect everything to degrade to after honeymoon phase is over. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, right. that's it. You know, when, when somebody says to me, Hey, what do you think is so-and-so? And I'm like, well, they've only been here for, you know, a month. I don't know yet. Yeah. Because once yeah. they're, once they're, you know, over the fact that they got this job that they wanted and they're on this great protection detail or they're working in a command center or doing side, whatever it is, once that, and then you see how they perform. I'm not going to judge somebody in the first month or two. Give me oh, like yeah. six months of sustained performance. Then I'll tell you what I think. That's the, that's the representative. That's who you got right there. That's still the representative. Yeah. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. How, uh, I guess this one would be for you, Ken. How do you guys as a company want to be remembered? You know, just, just the company that, that maybe sort of changed the way people look at private security, you know, because I think that, you know, right now you've got the guy who is at the airport or in the warehouse or in the public space of the mall with the disheveled uniform, doesn't give a shit, didn't shine his shoes, didn't check the batteries in his flashlight. You got that guy. And then you've got like the high end stuff, like, AS and Gavin DeBecker and what we do and you know that that like yeah that looks squared away you see them on the internet with their pins and everything is perfect and and there's nothing in between right Right. so we want to be the company that figured out a way to come into the middle and we're certainly not these people over here and and it doesn't have to be this all the way over here it can be right down the middle and it can be this perfect solution that's a that's that's cost effective works leverages technology and, and is going to be a really a solid solution for folks. So just just coming in and sort of changing the landscape of private security. That, that was my mission and my goal when I started. And I hope that's what I'm remembered for. Yeah. Heck yeah. No, I, 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 I totally align with that, man. Because I, for me, I don't know. I felt like when I came into the game, everything was like, um, it was just silent. It was too cool for school. It was like, hey, man, how do you do this? And they were just like, everyone's keeping everything close to their chest. And, and I was like, yeah, I guess I got to figure it out for myself. Like, you've been doing this forever. Like, can you can you help? But like, give me some pointer. Like, but everybody was just like, everything was so close to the chest. And I was like, I don't know, man, I got to change this. <laughs> you know, like, I just was like, if I ever get to a point where I have, you know, this information or like how can I make the commerce of information in this industry something that is everyone has access to so we can all be better and serve our clients better and change that image you were talking about of, oh, I got this this knuckle dragger. I got this schmuck yeah. here. I got to drag around, you know, because it's dishonorable to all of us, you know, yeah. and and it makes all of us, you know, the, 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 the value of our service goes down. The way we're looked at goes down. Our experience at work goes down. Um, and so it was like, how can, you know, we help contribute to a better industry that was, and that's what this is. And that's what all this stuff is. So I really appreciate you trying to kind of make that impact and improve, you know, get away from that. Some of those, those negative images that unfortunately we got to deal with, but we have the right guys here to do it. So heck yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Chad and Ken, you guys have a habit that you'd suggest for the crowd uh, that you think would help them, you know, be better people, better protectors or something they should look at on or off the job? For sure. I mean, for me, I, oh, Chad, you go, you go ahead first. Yeah. I, 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 and I think this stands for our company as a whole, you mm-hmm. know, when the customer calls, we answer, whether okay. it's 1 AM, whether it's a weekend or a holiday, you know, Ken is not above calling me on Christmas Eve <laughs> and getting to work on a customer project because they've got a problem and they're yeah. coming to us because they need help. And, yeah. you know, problems aren't always convenient. So when the, when the customer calls, we answer and that's the bottom line. hundred percent, man. I think that's such a professionalism. That's such a, there is no good excuse. Cause I have an issue right now with, uh, great dude that I, you know, that I have worked with. And, you know, it's just one of the things where I'm like, dude, you got to answer this phone. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you got to be yeah. Superman. Like I, if they call you, if anyone on the team actually calls you, you know, like we're a web and we are a network of people who are depending on each other and you got to hold your stinking shield, you know, not yeah. to, not to jump on the coattails or everything you guys are saying. It's just, it's, it's motivating. It's yeah. the stuff that good agents these ideas and these values, you know, I answer my phone, I come through for my clients, I make plays for my clients. I got to drive them to another state tonight because the private jet couldn't get off the ground because of COVID, you know, yeah, just, just grounded us. We got to get it done. We're going to get there, it done. Maybe it's a marine thing. Is, I don't know, but we're going to get it done. You know, there, there <laughs> I had a no, guy, I had my a, job. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah there I is. No, a, it's not my, it's not your job. Okay. Yeah. We'll find someone who wants the job. That's <laughs> you know? right. I had a, I had a guy on a protection detail and, you know, he thought because like, you know, he was scheduled to be off that he was going to be off. And, you know, he said he was going to turn his phone off and don't bother him. And so I told my HR guy, we're, we're getting rid of him. And he said, well, you can't do that. You'll get sued. And I said, well, then talk to finance and how much, figure out how much money we need to put in the budget for lawsuits because they're not working for me. I mean, that's, if you want to get in this industry, then, and, and I say it, because I'm not somebody who just got pulled in from another company and said, Hey, you're going to run this company. I've done it. Yeah. I've done the, the residential things. I've done the field things. I've missed the meals. Mm-hmm. I've worked the 18 hour days to get up to do another 18 hour day. There is not anything in this days. industry that I haven't done that I'm asking anybody on my team to do. So if you want to work for me, you're going to, you're going to do it and you're going to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I 100%. got, I got a great story for you. If you want Byron on that. Send it. <laughs> uh, so, so Ken was on a private plane flight and, and he was sharing it with two, you know, high net worth individuals. Right. Right. But one, one was a direct customer. The other was just happened to be on that flight as a courtesy right. Just start talking to Ken about a problem. He has Ken calls Possible me customer. On flight. It was like a Saturday night at like 10 PM mm. within, uh, what was it? Ken, it was like nine minutes, had the entire team online. The tools were working. And before they landed, we, we had a complete uh, report for Ken and, and that individual. And they weren't even okay. a customer customer. Well, they, they became afterwards. But yeah, Because that's how you get customers. Heck <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. You got to Yeah, them. man. And if you got the backgrounds, you know, that we got, I don't know, like if you've been around the block and you've done some things, ain't nobody asking us to do anything as hard as the stuff that we come from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, I get to shower every single day, you know, <laughs> like, I got to try not to be fat. Like, you know, I got, this is about as tough as it gets. These right? days. <laughs> you know, I was like, come on, man, come on, man. You know? Uh, so that's awesome stuff. Good to go. Answer the phone. Awesome. Well, what are you guys up to these days? Where can people find you? You know, last question. Well, we got a website, edgeworthsecurity.com. You know, we've got, 
all the social media stuff. We've got a great marketing team that puts out, you know, informational clips and videos and stuff. So you can find it, find it all on the website. Sweet. Good to go. All right. Well then you guys will send us all the links. We'll have that all in the write up. And uh, man, I just want to thank you guys for spending this time with me. Um, you know, all, all you guys out there that are putting details together or trying to figure out how to serve your clients better. You know, if you want a government agency level, you know, layer of protection and uh, another layer of, you know, of cameras and everything else that can keep an eye on your operation and give you more peace of mind. Because we all know, you know, you got guys out in the field right now. You got that little bit of pucker factor <laughs> any moment you get yeah. a call, you know. Um, another layer of protection, I think, is what we'll call this one. Then Edgeworth, I think, are the guys that you really should go ahead and talk to. So that's awesome, gentlemen. Thanks so much, Ken and yeah. Chad, for this time. It's an honor. Yeah, thanks, guys. brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Yeah, 100%. All right, you guys have a good one as well. All right. Boom. Thanks, Byron. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can, because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know, I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.